As far as stars go, the sun is exceptionally busy. The sheer force of the sun's turbulent flares and magnetic explosions are powerful enough to disrupt space weather as a whole. It turns out being a big fiery ball of hot gas can be exhausting. So every now and then, even the sun is in need of some downtime. And that's exactly what it's been doing for the past 50 years. Lately, the sun has been unusually inactive, marking a period known as the solar minimum. This recent drop in solar activity led to speculation that the sun's behavior is alarmingly weak, causing some to fear that a dark, cold world of famine, war, and even volcanic eruptions could be around the corner. However, science says those panicking need to take a cue from the sun and chill out. As we enter solar cycle 25, scientists are painting a clearer picture of how the sun's latest activity could impact space weather and what it really means for our lives here on Earth, based on evidence, not hysteria. Welcome to the Abstract Podcast from Inverse. I'm Tanya Bustos, your host. Our first story breaks down the science behind the solar minimum. While the sun's current period of low activity led some to panic, Scientific evidence offers a reasonable explanation on how the sun's current solar cycle will actually impact our lives on Earth. Our second story takes a closer look at solar cycle 25. With the new cycle poised to affect future voyages into space, scientists are working to better understand solar activity and better predict it in the future. This is The Abstract. Look at the latest scientific discoveries and technology innovations from the reporters at Inverse. In each episode, we explore a single theme through two different stories. Up now, what exactly is a solar minimum? And is the sun experiencing unusual inactivity? Inverse breaks down the science behind this phase of the solar cycle. say the sun is nearing what's called solar minimum, which is a low point in solar activity. That is headed our way. The solar intensity is declining. Creating cooler temperatures. Some people say a mini ice age. What is the grand solar minimum and how is it going to affect the world around us? If there's global cooling, famine. Pretty severe crop losses and worldwide famine. So how do we prepare? Feared as 2020 sees record-setting 100-day slump. Hey, what is that? What? How does solar cycle affect Earth? That's impressive. Put plainly, a solar minimum is when fewer sunspots appear on the sun, marking the end of a solar cycle. Our host star is currently in this downtime mode, solar cycle number 25. For a quick catch up, here's a quick NASA solar minimum explainer. The sun is a seething mass of activity until it's not. Sunspots fade away, bringing a period of relative calm. This is called solar minimum, and it's a regular part of the sunspot cycle. The sun is heading towards solar minimum now. While intense activity such as sunspots and solar flares subside during solar minimum, that doesn't mean the sun becomes dull. Solar activity simply changes form. This phase happens every 11 years, and the past two consecutive years saw a record-setting spotlessness, adding a deep solar minimum. So what does that mean for us? Well, if you listen to rumblings from an unchecked internet, you get theories about crop shortages leading to famine and even war. Those worried often cite the Dalton Minimum, another period of time between 1790 and 1830, with an extremely low count of sunspots. The era saw a global drop in temperatures, which may have been due to a spike in volcanic activity with the 1815 volcanic eruption in Indonesia. Here to break down what this solar minimum actually means and whether or not there is any basis for any extra hysteria that 2020 doesn't need is Inverse's Pesent Rebier. Hey, welcome back, Pesent. Thank you. 
So, despite global warming, despite how hot it's been, we are actually in a solar minimum. It's our 11th one. What always happens? What's always been the case when it comes to the sun and its phases? Yes. So every 11 years, the sun starts a new solar cycle. And it's usually marked by um, these signs on the surface of the sun called sunspots. That's how we know if the sun is experiencing a lot of activity or not experiencing activity. By the end of the solar cycle, the sun will reach a solar minimum where it's at its like minimum amount of activity. And that's when you see the least amount of sunspots on the surface of the sun. And usually with a new cycle, the sun will build up to its solar maximum. So it will reach its solar maximum like midway through its cycle. And that's when you, you will see the most amount of sunspots on the sun. And um, as you know, there have been reports saying that this solar cycle's minimum is unusually low. Um, and there's, you know, there, people are talking. Is the sun having some kind of weird inactive cycle? It's not, actually. The sun is not experiencing anything weird now. However, the sun was being unusually active for the past 50 years. So that's the past four solar cycles or so. And now it's just starting to resume its normal activity. So if you take this solar cycle and compare it with solar cycles, maybe in the past like thousand years or so, this is pretty normal. It's not, I mean, yes, it is less activity than the past four solar cycles, but that doesn't mean that it's abnormal because the sun's history, you know, goes back billions of years. So yeah, if you compare it to all of that, it's not actually unusual. That's reassuring because because, you know, as if we need anything weird happening in 2020, yeah. <laughs> the talk of the Dalton minimum, what, um, you know, that period of time 200 plus years ago where there was this extremely low count of sunspots and there was this global drop in temperature. Is there any likelihood that there could be anything like that at play anytime? <laughs> No, that was, I, I mean, I hope not, but no, it's not. It's not It's not going to be this bad because, yes, there is uh, less activity on the sun right now, but it's not as bare as it was during the downtown minimum. Uh, we still, we're still good. There won't be famine. There won't be wars. There aren't going to be any volcanoes. So we're, we're still okay. All right. You wrote about how the sun's activity ultimately is pretty hard to predict. So, I mean, is it even possible to forecast the sun's weather at this point is the, is the ultimate question? No, I mean, that's the thing is we think of the sun, you know, we see it every day. It comes up during like predicted times, but the sun is actually pretty random in its activity. There's really been no way to be able to predict solar weather or when the sun is going to emit these particles into space or when it's going to have more activity, when it's going to have less, less activity. In fact, we don't even know what makes it's the solar cycle 11 years. We don't know why this happens. We think it has something to do with the sun's magnetic field, but we, we're still really not sure until today. And there's been, there's currently a lot of efforts to try to understand this better, but it's still uh, a very big mystery. Listeners can head to inverse.com for the full story. In the meantime, Pasan, thanks so much. Thank you. In September 2020, NASA and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration announced our latest cycle, Solar Cycle 25, will be similar to the last, meaning relatively calm. However, the new solar cycle will still impact life on Earth. Up now, how federal agencies are working together to better understand space weather and how it will impact our daily lives. There's a rhythm emanating from the sun to the edges of the solar system. Roughly every 11 years, our star ramps up to a turbulent state, expelling violent eruptions. 
After a peak, it calms down to a quieter phase before starting all over again. This is known as the solar cycle. This ebb and flow of solar activity affects the entire solar system. That was NASA's official explanation of the solar cycle. The latest solar cycle began in December 2019, marking the sun's 25th of its kind. NASA, along with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, announced in September 2020 that this cycle will be similar to the last, meaning relatively calm. A solar cycle is measured by changes in the sun's activity. The sun periodically ejects boiling hot plasma in the form of solar flares and solar wind all across the solar system. These flare-ups from the sun in turn impact space weather. As NASA prepares to return humans to the moon through its upcoming Artemis mission, it's become more important to mitigate the effects of space weather and radiation on astronauts during longer space flights. In order to prepare, space agencies are working together to be able to better predict space weather and they'll look to the new solar cycle for clues. Here to talk more about how this solar cycle will impact future space voyages is Inverse's Pesant Rebier. Hey, Pesant, welcome back. Thank you. In doing the math, you know, one can't help but notice it's been almost a year, meaning it took 10 months for scientists to determine this. So I guess my first question is, what is the process like and why does it take so long to get just right? Yeah, it does take a couple of months to figure out when the new solar cycle began, just because it's this process of measuring the number of sunspots on the sun to kind of figure out where the sun's activity stands just to know at which point we are in the solar cycle. Okay. And just to back it up, as someone who covers all of these solar happenings, how would you best describe what a solar cycle is, particularly for some listeners who might not be as familiar? Yes. So the solar cycle happens every 11 years. That's when the magnetic poles of the sun kind of switch places. It takes them around 11 years for it to switch back. And this 11-year cycle is marked by changes in the activity of the sun. It starts off kind of slow and then picks up towards the middle with high levels of activity and then it tends to slow down again towards the end. And NASA said 25 will be similar to the last cycle, meaning what exactly? Remind me how the last cycle went. They go by so fast. I know, don't they? <laughs> so the last cycle was relatively calm. There was not any exceedingly high solar activity. And it actually got scientists worried that the sun's solar activity was kind of winding down because we had seen this trend of every cycle being calmer than the cycle before it. So this cycle 25 is similar to the cycle before where it's calm, but there's no decreased activity. So that's good news because that means that this trend of like decreasing activity of the sun is kind of coming to a stop. So that's it's good news for us because it's not like a crazy cycle. It's an okay like medium cycle and it's not too low where we need to be worried. Yeah, one thing I remember from last time we spoke, you know, how weird solar activity panics people. <laughs> Any weird solar predictions for cycle 25 or how is that even approached or thought about? Like what goes into making those predictions? Since we're already a few months into the solar cycle right now, scientists can kind of base their predictions based on the first few months and and they predict that the solar cycle will increase activity and so they see kind of a trajectory towards that and they can predict how much increased activity will happen by that time. 
We also spoke recently, we spoke about solar flare ups and the sun's general impact on space weather with this new cycle as we head into the future with upcoming missions like the Artemis mission that would get humans back on the moon. Does solar activity and keeping tabs on space weather start to become more of an important issue? Will we be keeping closer tabs on this? I mean, definitely. It is pretty important. I mean, it doesn't affect us as directly as some people might think. I know people think that the sun because we just see it all the time and it's so big and powerful we think it's going to have just a direct influence on us and it does of course but these solar flare-ups happen all the time and they don't always hit earth they don't always affect our satellites they don't always affect our national grid but they do affect spacecraft and they do affect astronauts traveling through space so that's a bigger reason why we need to sort of keep our eye out on the solar activity as we set our eyes on mission to the moon and, and further missions to Mars and so on. So they're mostly important for human space travel more than anything. Very good. We'll leave it at that. Basant, thanks so much. Thank you. Head to Inverse.com to read more about the latest on Solar Cycle 25. You can find the link in the show notes for all stories we talked about today. If you agree that science and facts matter more than ever, give us a rating and review on iTunes to help more people find The Abstract and other podcasts like it. New episodes of The Abstract are released three times a week. Find old episodes and more original reporting on science, innovation, culture, and entertainment at Inverse.com. Look for the Abstract Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast app you use. For Inverse, I'm Tanya Bustos. Thanks for listening.